just a quick brief uh, before we get started with the show. Uh, because the show is coming out on May 29th, uh, that's when we release it normally as Monday mornings. Uh, today is Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day to everybody, and just a quick brief history on what Memorial Day is. So I'm certain that everyone listening probably is well aware Memorial Day is a federal holiday in the United States, and it's honoring and mourning the U.S. military personnel who died while serving in the armed forces. It is observed as the last Monday in May, but from 1868 to 1970, it was actually observed on May 30th. Now, many people visit cemeteries and memorials on Memorial Day to honor and mourn those who died while serving in the U.S. military. Many volunteers actually place flags on the graves of military personnel in national cemeteries. Memorial Day is also considered the unofficial beginning of the summer here in the United States. Now, the first national observance of Memorial Day occurred on May 30, 1868. This was known as Decoration Day. The holiday proclaimed by Commander-in-Chief John A. Logan of the Grand Army of the Republic to honor the United States Union soldiers who died in the Civil War. This national observance was preceded by many local ones between the end of the Civil War and Logan's Declaration. Many cities and people have claimed to be the first to observe it. However, in 2022, the National Cemetery Administration, which is a division of the Department of Veteran Affairs, credited Mary Ann Williams with originating the idea of strewing the graves of Civil War soldiers, Union and Confederate, with flowers. Official recognition of the holiday spread among the states, beginning with New York in 1873, and then by 1890, every Union state had adopted it. The World Wars turned it into a day of remembrance for all members of the U.S. military who fought and died in service. In 1971, Congress standardized the holiday as a Memorial Day and changed its observance to the last Monday in May. Here in the United States, two other days celebrate those who have served and who are serving in the U.S. military. Armed Forces Day, which actually was just a little bit earlier, a couple weeks ago. And it's basically an unofficial U.S. holiday for honoring those currently serving in the armed forces. And, of course, Veterans Day, which honors all of those who have served in the United States Armed Forces. The presenting sponsor of this week's episode of the All About Nothing podcast is CompQuest. Whether you're in need of computer repair, custom-built systems, or system upgrades, you can count on CompQuest. I know in my past I've had several computers that have been built by CompQuest, and I am still pleased with them. It's been a couple years, but they run great. In fact, they have the ability to be upgraded, and I can count on CompQuest to take care of that if necessary. Whether you're a power user or just looking to surf the internet, whether you're looking to upgrade your office, if you work from home and you need to build a PC to maintain that office or that workload, you can count on CompQuest. For more information, you can visit comp-quest.com. That's C-O-M-P-Q-U-E-S-T.com. They have all the solutions you need. Give them a call, 770-676-CUDA. At 770-676-2832, or again, you can get more information by visiting compquest.com, C-O-M-P-Q-U-E-S-T.com. The All About Nothing podcast may have content and language that isn't appropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. With Zach King, Trent Clark, and Barrett Gruber. This is the All About Nothing Podcast. All right, welcome to the All About Nothing Podcast. This is episode number 157. I'm Barrett Gruber, joined by Zach King, who is uh, sitting either to my right or to my left. I guess it depends on how I do the video editing. It's really how that works. One of the two. <laughs> welcome, Zach. Thanks. Glad to be here uh, on a cold, wet Saturday. Yeah, it is It is cold, wet. I actually I had to go out this morning because uh, uh, our one of our partner podcast people... Uh, me and her family are out of town, so I had to run up to her house to go take care of her dog, uh, Allie. Uh, had to put, and that dog had to put it down. That, yeah, well, no, but that dog, and and she will she will tell us uh, all the time that that is that is it's a wonderful dog, very well behaved, whatever. That dog hates me. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. That dog absolute like. I, as soon as I came in the door this morning, that dog was barking and jumping on me. It's not a. I don't. I don't enjoy visiting with that dog. Uh, it's. It's. It. It. I. It hate. It, it, it's. It's. It's hate. It's the only word I can think of to describe it is that that dog hates me. Um, yeah. Well, to, that's it. Today I've just been taking care of my daughter until uh, she took a nap finally. Yeah. No. It's. It's. It's definitely a cold Saturday, but we're recording on a Saturday because we didn't record on Wednesday. So this episode is just a little different, as we're not recording in the studio. I'm at home. Zach's at home. And Trent is at the All Star Brag 
uh, all star brag, the all star drag brunch at uh, at the venue on Main Street in Columbia. So he's not here with us, which means he can't defend himself. What were we doing on Wednesday? Well, I, I I guess I'll just I'll just start it off. We were at the Coheed and Cambria and Incubus concert at the Township Auditorium on Wednesday. Um, so I'll let Zach describe what it was because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to describe it nearly as excited as Zach, but I did get to see him and Gabrielle in there most excited. Yes. So please oh take God. it away, Zach. Look, Coheed was fantastic. They opened up first because uh, it's like basically a co-headlining show. I think Incubus probably played a little bit longer and we'll get into not knowing why in a minute. But Coheed, Coheed kicked ass as usual. Like did, they had a good set. Did you like it for, for being a band that you don't know a whole lot about? Before we get into my opinion of it, I, I I'd like for you to go through and describe everything. So, just but it was good. I'll just but I'll 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 I'll, I'll give you. I I have to do a breakdown of of what I experienced during the 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 events of the night. Uh, a lot uh, a lot of fists in the air, a lot of singing along, yelling, uh, awesome light shows. But then double he plays the double neck guitar again for welcome home and he played it behind his head like that i've only seen him do that maybe three times total yeah. so it's awesome every yeah. time you do see it and then uh, i mean he they basically played a lot of the the hits that they have and it's the first time i saw him play the keyboard for one of the songs off his new album that was really cool oh yeah yeah he did do that and, uh, we got a little bit of a Tina Turner uh, tribute because, of course, uh, as as people know by now, Tina Turner passed away mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I believe I believe it was on Wednesday she passed away, and uh, so uh, played. Um, what did uh, it wasn't Proud Mary? They played. Uh, well, crap! Now I can't remember what song, but they they did a tribute to Tina Turner by playing a cover. Mm-hmm. So that that was that was pretty cool. The uh, what was it? The he uh, the only thing I've seen. Um... Like I've I've seen enough shows. This is me and Gabrielle's my eighth, me and Gabrielle's fifth show seeing Coheed. Yeah. Um, I saw them, the first time I saw them play. I saw the lead singer Claudio sing without a guitar, which never happens. He he only had a microphone. And then the last time they were in Columbia, which was four years ago, yeah, he sang without a microphone on purpose or without a um guitar on purpose. So that was pretty cool. You make it sound like there's the potential that there would have been not on purpose where he just forgot it. Or well, the, the first time I saw it, it was because the sound techs were messing up at Warp Tour. They oh. messed up his guitar and he eventually was pissed and he handed it off to them <laughs> and he's Ooh. like, fix it. I'll just sing it yeah. without it. Yeah, sorry. I should have prefaced that. It was an, it was a, there was an <laughs> issue the first time I saw it and then he did it on purpose the four years ago. But it was it was it was an awesome show. Yeah. Incubus wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't understand what they were saying. He was singing half the time and then yeah. randomly played a Beatles slash Aerosmith cover. I, come together. Yeah, do, do you think that he was doing, do you think that Incubus was doing the Beatles version or the Aerosmith version? I feel like it was probably more the Aerosmith version just because, I don't know. I guess it, it could have gone either way, but well, it's a it's a Beatles song. The irony is, is a that song. I had told you beforehand, I was like, he kind of looks like Steven Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I said Keith Richards, which would have aged him about thirty years further out. But yeah. yeah, and then they play what I'm just going to go ahead and say was an Aerosmith cover at the end Co- of the day. An Aerosmith cover of a Beatles cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah at the end of fair. the day, a cover of a cover. Yeah. No, I, I admittedly, I, I didn't think Incubus's uh, show in Columbia was that good. And 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 so if 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 you're done describing your experience, <laughs> then I will. So. As as many listeners know, I have developed over the last two two years, probably three years, uh, what what I can only describe as what feels like a severe case of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, going to a concert, a a completely sold out concert, completely packed. I mean, there were I don't know how many tickets were available for this show, but there were so many people on the floor, and it was it was basically shoulder to shoulder all the way to the back of the, the, the ground of, of the, of the bottom of the stage. Um, and I, uh, and, and while I, I wanted Zach and Trent and Gabrielle to enjoy the concert as much as possible. And you guys not worry about me whatsoever. I, uh, medicated myself for it and 
for the most part, I was gripping the wall the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Because th- that was where I felt safe. Because then I knew there wasn't anybody behind me. And I could, I, I could, I, and it was, it got warm. Uh, the room, the, the, the room definitely got warm. Um, I, I would say some of the things that I remember most, because now you being a Coheed and Cambria fan, uh, you know, all the words to a lot of these songs that were played. Oh yeah. Um, from my perspective, I didn't understand a single word that was being sang. Oh really? And yeah. Same with Incubus. I knew a lot of those Incubus songs, but until I actually heard like the actual music in the chorus mm-hmm. of those songs, I didn't know what songs they were singing. That's probably why I didn't like Incubus as much because they were playing songs that weren't their their hits, like yeah. their known ones. Well, they only have like three. So I mean it's like Drive, Pardon Me, and Animali Warning. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah. Megalomaniac. Like they're they they could have made a whole set out of it. And I get that they put out new albums and that you they want to play the new stuff, but Yeah. Incubus, their new stuff isn't good enough to be like on radio as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, know. no, I, I, I completely agree. So it wasn't so I, and so between Coheed and Cambria, I thought Coheed and Cambria put on a really good show. I think the, 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 the audience was completely into it and, and it, it felt very, uh, it was well done. Yeah. So clearly Coheed and Cambria on stage, they drew a huge crowd because, it, you know, if, if it was set up where Coheed and Cambria was the openers to Incubus, um, then Coheed and Cambria drew the crowd and people stuck around for Incubus. Right, right. That's that's essentially what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, the critique that I have for the show is purely the fact that the township auditorium is, and, and, and nothing against the auditorium, but it is a really crappy place to have a band play. It is. Uh, it it is, so is. It's not set up acoustically uh, for music, uh, especially music that it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not set up correctly. It's that, that you don't have the acoustics in the township to be able to have a band come in and play as loud as they do. Mm. Uh, and then I don't understand why, a four dollar beer was twelve dollars. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Thirty dollars on beers. Yeah, t-shirts are for the for the bands. Now I I don't know what the t-shirts were between Incubus and you're wearing your Incubus your uh, your Incubus one, but Co- I, but Coheed. I mean, um, but what is that? For, what was that? Forty 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 five dollars yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I Barrett, I, I didn't bring enough. I was like, do you have forty bucks? I I didn't bring enough cash. <laughs> Like I, I wanted an Incubus shirt because I do like Incubus. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to go see them again, clearly, but I'm at least going to get a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was because I, 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 I went, I went over and was looking at the shirts, and I was like, forty five dollars for a shirt, and it's a shirt that I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I have. We played softball together. I've played softball and kickball and bowling, and and uh, the the number of t shirts that I have that are now stacked in my uh, in my closet, uh, yeah, like yeah. they're stacked up. Uh, there have been suggestions for us to like turn it into a quilt that I have so many of these t shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah, ever play all over the place. Yeah, ever play and quilt. like I I go to cake concerts or Ben Colt Ben Folds or I go to Bare Naked Ladies concerts because that's technically my my. my genre uh of music but like i I go to those and and i don't even buy shirts from like i went to a blues travelers concert and i was like i went and looked at the t-shirts they were 55 and 70 dollars, and it's like god i don't think i can justify yeah i can't justify buying a t-shirt they're 70 dollars like a 200 percent markup (laughs) more than that those those shirts probably cost what what how many colors are on the that's a screen print shirt how many colors how many colors would you say are on that screen print shirt uh, you actually have, so you have a mix of shirts. Blue, so you're probably looking blue at a, red, yellow, orange. Yeah. You're looking at a, like a 20, $25 shirt as far because the color, you know, they, yeah. the, they're screen printing those. They have to, they have to do a color blend on them. So those, I, those. I, oh, and I get the big thing is that's how the make. bands make their money is by yeah. the merchandise. So I'll, yeah, I'll always support Coheed. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just I, I it's not that I don't want to support the bands. It's just that I I I I don't I don't want to own another T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, most of my T-shirts are Braves T-shirts. But uh, Trent, I think Trent said that he got a drink and a hot dog and some popcorn, and you know he outspent himself. Yeah, uh, so it, it's it it just 
I don't know, along with my social anxiety, it's one of those things where I, I, I'm like, I'm like, is, is this worth it? And Coheed was good. Uh, Incubus was disappointing because again, I, and I don't know that I put that necessarily on Incubus itself, but I, I, I I recognize that, man, the township is just a terrible place for concerts. The Senate would have worked out better in my opinion for that. Do it outside. Uh, you know, uh, Columbia needs a good amphitheater for like, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, the Fireflies were playing baseball this this week uh, in Columbia, but uh, you know, I, as far as I know, the blow the the old um, Bomber Stadium is still is still standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could have had it in Lexington. You could have done. You could have used Lexington's got a great amphitheater. That ice house is Can't, too small, though. I think it is. It is. It is too small. You would not have. You would not have been able to sell. I mean, it would have sold out. But you would have. You would have had to mark the price of the tickets up uh, because it's so much smaller. Yeah, I was thinking uh, too. Like, I don't. I guess really, if you built one like the size of the like the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater in Charlotte. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know that. I went to, I went to another one in Charlotte and I can't remember what it was called. It's, I think it's the PNC Amphitheater yeah, in yeah. Charlotte. I think one that size would work out really well in Columbia, with, especially with the grass part to sit on. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, totally agree. There's and and ultimately, I think that there's there's probably plenty of land you could put it somewhere along the, uh, the along river. the river. Oh my gosh, yeah, I think that'd be amazing. It'd be really cool. I think it's you could do especially all that land that South Carolina owns. They could sell off a part or make oh, yeah. some kind of concession of ticket revenue or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Man, I tell you though, the University of South Carolina, once they get a hold of land, whether it's donated to them or whether they purchase it for, you know, <laughs> yeah. that man, they do not give it up. And the first thing they do is they just build dorms on it. Like South Carolina's, like I, the, the main way they make money isn't tuition. The main way they make money now has got to be through student housing. Cause yeah, they got a lot now. Quite literally everywhere. Yeah. And, and then now they have all, I mean, they've been had all that land and now they're making. They're have they're taking what do they call it? Oh, gosh, I can't remember the word. But they're having people come in to go to like bid on building things for them. Oh yeah. So like yeah, yeah. one of the talks is maybe a golf course. I don't think that one's gonna happen. <laughs> but then uh, um kind of like Gamecock Village type deal going on where you have like yeah. all these things to do during sporting events and stuff. Oh yeah. I'm interested to see where that goes. But an amphitheater would be good right there because a lot of it's right along the river. Yeah, I, I I think it'd be fantastic. I think an amphitheater over there, maybe, you know, like there's, there's, I don't know. I, you could do something. You could do something. Right. And, and an amphitheater, I think, you know, naturally you build it in a way that, that it, it creates that, that necessary acoustics for a big, big, I mean, I saw Smashing Pumpkins at, uh, up in Charlotte at the, the, the amphitheater there. It was great. Yeah. I mean, the sound was great. It was, uh, it it was just, a, it was a really good show, and the and, and it was a quality show. That would be that would be an awesome, awesome band to see play is the Smasher Pumpkins. I saw they were really good. I saw Coheed really at good. the PNC Pavilion last year, mm-hmm. right, almost a year ago. Next month, yeah, you will be a year ago next month. Saw them at the PNC with Alkaline Trio. That was a band that. Oh, dude, they kicked ass. I had never seen them live, and I was like, holy shit. Made me fall in love again with Alkaline Trio. Yeah. That's a good question. What What would you name, like, your top concert you've ever been to? Well, this is going to age me, but I, I and I and I mentioned it at the show, but uh, I think, well, I don't know. Okay, so I would, I would say that one of 1996, I saw R.E.M., uh, when they still had Mike Mills, mm-hmm. uh, and because that was, because... Uh, 2000 was when Mike Mills left REM. So it was Mike Stipe, Mike, uh, Mike Mills left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 yeah, REM at the Omni in, in Atlanta was probably the best concert I've ever been to. And I've seen Ben Folds multiple times. Bare Naked Ladies puts on a really good concert. Um, Blues Traveler, man, John Popper, they, they put on an unbelievable show. I've seen Aerosmith, Smashing Pumpkins, um, Black Crows, I saw several times before they broke up and got back together, and then broke up and then got back together. And I was supposed to see they're... them, uh, twenty twenty, but COVID yeah, came I, through and took it down. I was yeah, like, well, yeah, I was, I, yeah, and then they postponed it, and I, I had a ticket to it, but I wound up not going just because I, it was, I, I don't know. Oh no, I know they refunded our tickets. 
Yeah. Well, they they well they refunded it, but we got new ones. We got ones for the rescheduled show. But I wound up not going because I left my job, and I disconnected from the person I was going to go to the concert with. So Fair I was enough. like, ah, I'm good. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen Paramore, Under Oath, uh, Coheed, like I said, eight times. Yeah. Uh, I've seen about a Mayday Parade. I've seen so many bands. Uh, Susto. Of course. Prince was amazing. I saw Prince. Aerosmith. Prince was fantastic. Um, Cheap Trick was fantastic. Awesome. Oh, concert. yeah. Cheap Trick's always a great show. Yeah. I've seen Cheap Trick. Uh, I told you I saw um, uh, Night Ranger. Night Ranger. Night Ranger yeah. and uh, Lover Boy. Lover Boy. Yeah. Those were two really, really good shows. I've seen Guns N' Roses. I've seen. Uh... Oh, gosh. I've been to a lot of concerts and, and of <laughs> yeah, course working in, working in my time in radio, like country bands, like country country. I've seen Garth Brooks. I've seen Leanne Rimes. I've seen, uh, uh, George Strait, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who Toby Keith does a really good, the ranch. Okay. So, uh, everybody knows who knows who Keith Urban is, right? Um, yep. unbelievably good guitar player. He's oh, got yeah. a great voice. He's married to, uh, uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Tom, Nicole Kidman. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of people don't go back to his first actual signed country band, which was called The Ranch. Dude, they were fantastic. If you get a chance to check them out, The Ranch was easily like their their one single album they came out with was so good. Mm-hmm. And like, I I wish I could have played more of their music off of that album on the radio. But I think like walking in the country was the only song that, that, that really made it as a single. Um, Keith urban. He has a song called a song for dad. And when I hear that, I'm like, Nope, got to turn it off. <laughs> I think the coolest concert experience I ever had was the 2007 warp tour. Uh, oh yeah. I was at yeah, the, I mean, I was on the front barricade for that and watch with Chiodos playing. And it's, yeah. there were a hardcore band that's not around anymore, but I, I, I semi knew the lead singer through through playing Xbox with the lead guitar player, and uh, so he comes down off the stage and puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like, "Pick me up!" And so I picked up his uh, knee and he put his knee on my shoulder and I held his leg and he uh, someone else was holding his other knee and he sang like this and I have a picture of it where it's me looking up while he's holding the microphone and he's just like screaming, singing the song while on my shoulders. It was freaking. That's pretty cool. It was nuts. It was nuts. I loved that. That's the I only think... time I've ever had backstage passes. Well, oh, okay. first time yeah. I've ever had it. I you know okay so I I would I would say that one of the coolest experiences was I got the VIP package for a Ben Folds show up in Greenville at the Peace Center, mm-hmm. which by the way, Ben Folds, if, if it's just him and the piano or him and the orchestra, you can pretty much have them play anywhere because I mean, even at the township for uh, sure, you know, a, a full piece orchestra with Ben Folds playing piano is probably going to sound okay. It's not going to be super loud, but like I did the VIP experience, which meant I got to go in early. I got to watch sound check. And then uh, a, a little question answer session with Ben Folds. And then we all got to go up on stage and take pa- pictures with him uh, at the piano. Now, I'm looking at the picture now and I'm easily 60 pounds heavier in that picture. So I'm disappointed I don't have a better picture of that one. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I'd like to take it better now. But it's uh, it was it was a really, really cool experience. And, and, and Ben Folds always puts on a great show. Yeah. Ben Folds has been doing it long enough that when you go there, you expect to. Oh yeah, show. like yeah, with Coheed when they're headlining, when they're doing their own tours and stuff, they go all out with like, I when we went to the amphitheater last year, they had like a big, I think it was inflatable. I don't know how they build these things, but one of the creatures from the albums was over the whole band, oh, like okay. over the entire stage with laser lights and stuff like that. Was that was that the stuff that Trent was referring to as like the demonic stuff that uh, that he thought he was uh, seeing? The, so like they had those panels that showed like yeah. videos or whatever, and for ten they had a song uh, called Ten Speed of God's Blood and Burial," which is about a demon possessed bicycle, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what Trent was talking about. He's like the devil, it's the devil. <laughs> like Trent, easy, easy. It's not the devil. I don't know why he's concerned. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to get you. We're going to take was, you backstage. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was, it was a really good show, and I, I'm, I'm glad we went and, and everything. I, I will say that again, it's, it's, if it seemed like 
to you or Gabrielle or Trent that I wasn't having a good time. I, I was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just, I just, I had to, I, I had to pull myself back into the corner of the, the room and completely, it, you know, I get it. And I, uh, I, I just found the pictures. So I've met two of the Coheed members, the, yeah. the other, the lead guitar player, which you have okay. a picture of, you took a picture yep. of, I have a picture of me and him in 07 with him with long hair. And then a picture, I have two pictures of me and Josh, one with me and my brother and Josh, and then one with just me and Josh. I was the drummer. I was trying to find the picture that I was just telling you I took. And I, this is so long ago that it was originally on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I found it. I did find it. I can't screen share on here. Can I? (laughs) No, but that's all right. If, uh, if, 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 People should go check out the our Instagram. It's uh, Instagram is at uh, aan underscore pod because we posted some of those pictures on there, and I'll get Zach to post his pictures on there. Trent should post his too because uh, it was uh, it, it, he took some. Um, yeah, it was like I said, it was a good show, but that's why we didn't record on Wednesday. We didn't record in the studio. Uh, we we were we were out, uh, and uh, and ultimately that's why on a Saturday afternoon in the rain we're <laughs> recording. <laughs> now so because we don't want y'all to miss content i mean ultimately we're here to please everybody and if we want to continue to gain members then we have to you know we we have to to put stuff out yeah we have to you know uh talk to the people that's right so that that's basically our recap when uh when we get back in the studio i'm sure trent will give his recap and uh of the show because this was his first rock and roll show and uh ultimately i think that uh he enjoyed it a whole lot yeah he, he, he seemed did. to have a really really good time oh yeah it was funny uh trent being completely out of his element when it came to what kind of music was gonna be there and he didn't he he knew he got the cadence of an incubus song <laughs> but he kept just walking around like i'm this i'm their biggest fan i've been waiting to see this band forever like blah blah blah. yeah <laughs> that was so it funny. was pretty funny yeah. although you know we went so we went to softball then thursday night afterwards and uh we were talking about the concert and uh jonathan benson uh who is the uh the got's um uh i guess house videographer yeah someone yeah um he uh he 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 was really disappointed that he didn't get to go to the Incubus concert because Incubus is he one of his favorite rock bands. Oh, that's and, awesome! Uh, yeah, too so bad. he was. Yeah, he was like he was like I wish I had known I'd have gone. Whatever you know. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a good show, and and I'm glad we went. And uh, you know, that was uh, that was fun. So yeah, anytime COVID comes to Columbia, you will find me there. because that's, <laughs> that's the second time ever that they've been in Columbia. So anytime they come, I will. There be it there. is. Well, and the uh, I guess the last thing too is we're still we're supposed to be going to a baseball game tonight, and uh, yeah, I don't we're I, playing playing the waiting game. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think it's going to happen. I actually I, I was texting with John Kosas Jr. of the, the Columbia Fireflies earlier, mm-hmm. and he's preparing uh, to do a game tonight. But yeah, he's of the mindset that uh, tonight's game is probably going to get rained out, and they probably will push it into a doubleheader probably tomorrow well do they refund tickets how do you do well yeah what they'll do is uh you know fireflies will fireflies will handle that you can call the ticket office uh and move it probably any game that you'd want to if not tomorrow then then you know that's that's how i'd handle it i can can give you the name of guy i know a guy you know a guy i know a guy i know a guy guy. guy. i'm bummed because i really want one of the uh chicken hats or whatever they're calling yeah. themselves right now the pig yeah well they sell them in the they sell them in the uh the the, the mason jar shop all the time so oh, you, can, really? you can get okay. those anytime yeah the only thing you, i think right now the only thing you could get was they had a a special t-shirt they were only selling online mm-hmm. i think those sold out uh on friday it makes so. me want some uh chorizo or something Man, some it. street some street tacos or uh yeah. some uh, mexican street corn yeah. oh my gosh that's what that that was so, so uh before we before we take a break the, one of the things that they did several years ago was uh mexican street corn where basically it was it was street corn that was grilled and it was it was a cob a corn on the cob that was grilled and then they put a bunch of spices and whatnot like a mayonnaise sauce on it that was on it was I, it yeah, was really, really good. I mean, yeah, so I'm missing out. And I've been working to get to a game with my mom, and this was going to be the one. And then she understands. We're just sitting there talking. I was like, these sons of bitches. Fate just doesn't want us to see a baseball game. <laughs> it's rained for like the last five weekends. <laughs> yeah, it has. Last weekend, huh. last weekend we had two inches of rain. This weekend, we're probably going to see another two inches of rain. I'm yeah. checking my rain gauge right now. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, 
I can't read it from here. It's just, I have my contacts in. I just can't read it. It's going to be a rainy week, three-day weekend of playing PS5 and sitting in the garage <laughs> just pedaling off. Smoking. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, smoking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hate to disappoint people, but we don't have a, a reading nothing corner this week because one, <laughs> I don't have the audio. Two, uh, I don't have anything picked out, so it's not. Uh, it's just not available. So we'll we'll do that I'll, when we're in the studio again on on Wednesday. Cause... I had my book around here, but of course we just mentioned it. And now I can't. We'll do it of course, next time. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back here in just a second. We got the John Kosas update for the Fireflies coming up here. Uh, so make sure to check that out because a lot of details on stuff the Fireflies are doing and whatnot. So uh, this is the All About Nothing podcast. Zach King, Barrett Gruber, we'll be right back. Hey, Nothingers. The Fireflies have started off their series with the River Dogs in a big way, taking the first four games of the series, three of which they've won by a single run. Late-game heroics have been the story of the week as Omar Hernandez lined his fifth walk-off hit of his Fireflies career in the 10th inning of Thursday's game, which scored Eric Pena and pushed the Fireflies to a 3-2 victory. The next night, Ben Sears was on the hill in the top of the ninth with a runner on third when this happened. The pitching staff has played the star of the show role this week, allowing only six earned runs in 37 innings, or roughly a 146 ERA. After Saturday's game was washed away, Columbia sat in first place in the South Division by four games with 22 games remaining in the first half. Next week, Columbia will have one of their toughest matchups of the season as they head to Kinston to face the Down East Wood Ducks. From Segra Park, I'm John Kosis. Shiana, host of Who You Call in Holistic, and you're listening to the All About Nothing podcast. All right, welcome back to the All About Nothing podcast. Barry Gruber, Zach King. We're both recording from home this week because it's raining and Zach melts. <laughs> so, uh, uh, first half of the episode, we talked all about uh, our experience with Coheed and Cambria and the Incubus concert, which again was fun. Uh, we did have a good time. It was uh, uh, it was enjoyable and. I certainly hope all the success for Coheed and Cambria and retirement for Incubus at some point, because I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's probably appropriate. Yeah. Uh, well. In fact, I don't even know how old those guys are, but they were singing the Incubus was singing when I was in high school. So they've got to be 10 years older than me, which puts them only in their fifties maybe, but like, yeah. I don't know. It just seeing, and I don't know the lead singer's name, but it's seeing Brandon. him up on stage and then he took his shirt off. Which I get, it was warm in there, but like, no, please, no, no, thank you. Maybe? It's, yeah, it's Brandon Boyd. I'm gonna tell you how old he is. He's 47. No, shut up. Yeah. He's 47. Yeah. He's only three years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I now I have to. I see. have no. I I'm gonna. I have no words. Claudio is 42 or something at the most. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't look terribly old. No. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, it's he's a year older than you. He's forty five. Oh, he doesn't look. He doesn't look bad. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he's forty five. No, <laughs> whatever forty five looks like. This is what. This is what forty four looks like. Josh is Josh is one year younger than you. He's forty three. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you know that's that's not terrible. T Rav forty four. They're all they're all your age. The lead guitar players <laughs> your age. The 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 that generation. My generation. Got it. Okay. I've been All a right. fan for moving. 20 years, man. I should have known this. <laughs> moving moving on. Uh, so uh, this week, South Carolina, uh, we did, uh, the, the Senate did pass the six-week abortion ban that the House had handed over. So that was signed into law after the House had to adjust the bill uh, from previously failed attempts in the state Senate uh, that it was then returned to the House. Um, so basically, just a synopsis, earlier this year, the House passed a near-complete ban on abortion, claiming that conception was enough to stop abortions. Uh, that made it to the Senate, where after several filibusters and, and a handful of women, both on the Democratic-Republican side, um, they managed to get enough votes to fail the bill and then send it back to the House. Well, the men of the House said, fine, we'll go back to the six-week abortion, which is what the Senate actually passed uh, earlier this year or, or last year, I can't remember exactly, but basically the Senate did vote 
uh, in favor of the six-week abortion ban, but there were some changes to it. The Senate then sent it back to the House. The House then made adjustments to it, uh, which they said, well, now we think six weeks is too much. We think that it should just be an abortion ban completely on anything from conception on. Mm -hmm. All right, fine, whatever. So from there, this bill that was voted by the Senate will go on to uh, the desk of Governor McMasturbator, where, of course, he gleefully signed it into law and somehow protect uh, the baby. Yeah. I mean, how, how else, how else is Foghorn Langhorn going to get his kicks at 103 years old? That's right. Good old fashioned hate signature against women. Yeah. Is essentially what he gave. Well, can I take away some reproductive rights? All yeah, right. Exactly. So for now, uh, though, thanks to a circuit court judge, Clifton Newman, the new law, which has been signed into law by governor McMasturbator, um, will, uh, be held. It's not going to go into effect because, uh, for now, abortions in South Carolina are, are still legal up to around 20 week mark and will stay that way until the Supreme Court uh, for South Carolina makes a decision or takes some other action allowing the implementation of the law. South Carolina State Attorney General and the worst possible outcome of what an abortion ban can turn into, Alan Wilson, uh, <laughs> is considering he's considering all options as a response to Judge Newman's ruling and said that he is prepared to defend the right to life in court and. Uh, that's babies, not not babies. Sorry, uh, unborn fetuses. Uh, that uh, that's what he's defending, because of course, once you're a child, uh, he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, that, uh, but he has had to do this before when he defended it in the Supreme Court previously, where the Supreme Court then still said uh, the six week ban is uh, wrong. And I think the I think the ruling on by the Supreme Court of South Carolina on the six week ban pre, pre previously was because of uh, privacy situations. So. Uh, getting an abortion is a medical uh, experience, obviously. Um, and because that falls under HIPAA, the state of South Carolina Supreme Court was able to rule that, and I may be getting this completely wrong, but this is just based on my reading. The state of South Carolina Supreme Court was able to rule on that and say that you could not ban abortions because of the privacy of the individual that you couldn't you you couldn't turn that into a legal issue against the with uh, where the states uh, prosecuting somebody because of the privacy around healthcare, right? Essentially, yeah. So the new law includes uh, does include some a- a- exceptions to save the patient's life and for fetal uh, fatal fetal anomalies, uh, as well as limiting exceptions to up to twelve weeks for victims of rape and incest, which in South Carolina. I get that nobody wants to admit there's a lot of rape and incest going on, but it's South Carolina. You live in the South. This is, I, I have to assume that that's, that's probably going on. Um, and, 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 and it, it limits exceptions for up to 12 weeks for victims of rape and incest with doctors reporting requirements to local law enforcement, which falls under privacy. Yeah, that's illegal. Uh, it also contains an amendment added by the House that would require a biological father to pay child support from the point of conception, which seems kind of weird. Uh, I'm I, I'm all in favor of it, but I, I I guess I still I still question some of. First, of all, I question I question the whole thing honestly, but I question the parts of it that feel the most vindictive to women. Uh, because it, it, it feels like it's mostly a situation still where there are men out there that don't want women to have the ability to make decisions for themselves. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, it boils down to as well, even if you take away it being taken away choices for women, it's them not understanding the facts as to what a human life is. And at yeah. what point it becomes a human life. Yeah. You, I mean, it, they're making, go ahead. You're just, it's like boils down. You're taking away an eventual taxpayer or something is what it seems like. Like it's, it's, it's they're They're thinking that they're saving babies and they're not, you're preventing a, a human from being made. That's completely right. different. You're, you're stopping the form formation of cells. Like, yeah, it's, it's so insane. And it could just be, you know, a lot of it, controlling women but then you go where does all this come from why would why would that be the case and you think maybe it's because um some religious beliefs and stuff like that 
I mean, I so I understand. I I understand where uh, people are coming from when it comes to the religious aspect of it, because you you I've heard it all over. Um, so basically, you know, people look at an abortion as being murder, but I don't know. Is so when I think of abortion, I think of the medical procedure of what actually is going on. And I, this kind of lines up with my, I, I recognize that there are people out there that are using abortion as, as a form of contraceptive, right. that they are, they, they allow that they, 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 they have a relationship or they, they have a, have, have an evening or whatever with someone. And then they get pregnant. Um, but I think in that situation, it's still, it is, it, it is, it is the woman's decision as to whether or not she decides that she wants to have a baby. Because let's say a hypothetical situation, which I'm sure occurs all the time, is you go out drinking, you meet somebody, and then you 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 go to bed with them. Mm-hmm. And then that turns into uh, she's pregnant and she tells you that you're the father. And then that creates a, you know, that now because the potential of it is she's not going to know she's pregnant until six weeks later. I mean, after six weeks, potentially 10 to 12 weeks. Um, but now in South Carolina, once this law, if it goes into effect, when it does, uh, she's now locked into having this child and, and carrying this child through, through, uh, the entire length of the pregnancy. And, and then for the next 18 to 20 years, having a child that was born outside of a relationship, uh, and, 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 the state of South Carolina and and the United States isn't going to do anything or very little to help that woman financially. Or, I mean, South Carolina, we already have, a, we're, we're depleted in, on, in, in, uh, in gynecologist oncologists because uh, uh, it's, it's becoming a hellscape. Yeah. Then they'll, I mean, then they'll call you a freeloader and a mooch and all this stuff. Like, yeah. Cause I couldn't afford to have a baby. I was willing to do something about it before it became a human being. You stopped yeah. me. Now I have it and you won't help me. And you, yeah. you, the state, the government made someone have a child and will not help. I, f- and, and I, I know I've said this before and, and there are people that probably think that it's a little conspiratorial, but I, I still absolutely believe <clears throat> that this isn't necessarily just to, I guess, prevent the abortions, but it's designed also to prevent the possibility that someone not having a child could move their way out of the lower class, middle class sect that, that, that we have and, uh, and, and keep them locked in to being part of the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, because essentially one of the most devastating things to someone financially that can't afford it is having a child. And that child will then I'm not saying that a child is a burden, but it will be a burden financially for someone trying to to start their life as an adult, because, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. If 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 someone wants to have a child, they'll have a child. Well, there's uh, a whole reason it's called planned parenthood where you would go do that, because you have to plan to have a child. If yeah. you're not planning, it can absolutely be a burden. The one that will completely change the the um, direction of your life if you didn't plan for having a kid, right? And when you were willing to do something about it, they, and the government took it away, it took away an option to keep your life on your terms. You know, it, it, and what's crazy is like, so in situations where someone's convicted of rape or mass rape, you know, like they are a serial rapist. Um, I remember years and years ago that there was a there was a potential of a stipulation being added to the prosecution of someone that's convicted of sexual assault or rape that they could potentially be subjected to a vasectomy. And I feel like and I don't know if it's true, I'd have to look it up and, and maybe for the next episode, but I feel like that was shot down because they there was there was a desire not to. I guess, have that sort of effect on a man that did that to a woman, whether they were a teenager or, or, you know, based on whatever. But like, I I feel like that there was some sort of stipulation where there was the potential of there being a vasectomy on an individual so that they couldn't impregnate somebody. I mean, they're going to serve time in jail, of course, but you know, uh, 
but it, it just it it seems like all of the cards are stacked against women in this situation, and the decisions are being made by really old men who probably can't get women pregnant anymore. Right. Um, and then supported by the men that shouldn't be allowed to be around women. Uh, you know, most of the Republicans in the house here in South Carolina, uh, at least, I don't know. It, 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 I'm still, uh, this is a situation where, you know, five years ago, even, even when Trump was president, I didn't really think that this was ever going to happen. I thought that Roe versus Wade was going to hold us intact and, and that this was not going to be a situation that could come up. But Roe versus Wade gets flipped last summer, and here we are. Yep. I mean, you have, if you look at a map of the states that have outlawed or banned abortions, they're pretty much in our neighborhood. I mean, it's, you know... North Carolina, ten well, North Carolina, not really. North Carolina still has a a, a a more time available for abortion, but Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas, Florida. I don't, you know, it's yeah. it, they keep using just, that. human life is sacred. Put that in right? more context. Yeah, say please. it. <laughs> like, like it's sacred to you and your your beliefs. But scientifically, you're not going to hear the rest of it. It just fucking blows my mind. And you're right. I None of us. I mean, certain people saw this coming, but it's also kind of stab in the dark where, where they kind of speak um, hyperbolically about things. Yeah. When you would hear someone say that, you'd be like, I don't see that happening. It's kind of law. Yeah. It's law. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. No, I mean, I mean, and, and that and, and that's something that, you know, when I when I raised concern about it when so and 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 i don't know you know power power to ruth bader ginsburg because mm-hmm. you know may she rest in peace but like she should have retired when obama was still president yeah uh because then we then there would have been at least one other liberal judge on on the bench or or there may not have been i mean I... it's entirely possible there may not have been because uh, the Senate was controlled by Mitch McConnell, and he wouldn't he wouldn't allow the Senate to vote on a on a nominee. And then a, re- so, a religious zealot got put in, like a handsmade tale type of religious oh, yeah. zealot. Well, what's her name? I can't even remember her name. Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah. Well, Amy one. Comey Barrett replaced Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, we had uh, we had uh, the other guy. What's his name? Uh, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Kavanaugh. Yeah. Him and Ski and Poof Boof and yeah. And uh, Merrick Garland was. Was it Merrick Garland? No, I may be thinking. Merrick Garland is the uh, uh, attorney general. Attorney general, yeah. The other guy. So the guy. So Merrick Garland was uh, Obama's nominee, and then when Trump, when Trump came in, the first thing he, did, one of the first things he did was made sure that uh, that somebody else, a, a Republican or, or, or a uh, conservative leaning judge, was the one who came in. Yeah, and when like when you when like something, I think who because they write dissents. Like whenever, yeah. whenever they don't agree and like the dissents and I cannot remember that guy's name. It's just like unhinged ramblings. Like, and you're, yeah. you're like, you're a Supreme court justice and it's just insanity. God, what is his damn name? I'm looking it up. It's not, yeah. it's not scar. Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch. It's Neil Gorsuch. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote a dissent and I can't remember what it was on. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. It's just it's it's just so disappointing that that the the beliefs of a very small sect of our our country, because evangelical like extremist evangelicals are not that prominent here in the United States, but they have so much money Mm -hmm. and so much power being a, a minority of people that it just. It just dumbfounded. I mean, the number. So the I think I saw a statistic that said the number of non-believing religious individuals in the United States continues to grow year after year, and the number of evangelicals in the United States continues to decline year after year because, you know, you can only sit up there on the on the pulpit so many times and say that Jesus is coming tomorrow and <laughs> yeah. not show up, and then you know people begin to. The, their their faith in it starts to falter. Yeah, the, the nuns the nuns have begun to rise. The n o n e s the nuns. Yeah, and it's just uh, you know, and and I, ultimately, I think that that societies that are that are trapped under the thumb of a, a, a of of the potential of the existence of some all being power, uh, 
when that declines, I think society does better. Mm-hmm. And that's you know? the whole thing. It's the, the, the you, you get to believe what you believe. And so does everybody else. But you cannot go tell everyone, everybody what to believe. And that's what yeah. they're doing through the government. <laughs> yeah. Good that's essentially. You. Yeah. That's essentially what's happening is, is it is government. It, it is government allowed, uh, mandated in some cases, especially through abortion. Uh, this very strict rule on morals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, while, while I think that the idea of Jesus Christ and is, is, great idea mm-hmm. i think i think that it's a terrific idea and 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 a good part of me really wants jesus to have existed and have to have done all the things that that the bible says that he did um but the people that are running around saying that they are followers in jesus christ aren't doing the things that he said mm-hmm. to do well they're not and that all that all becomes a no true scotsman fallacy because like well they're not real christians yeah. but what i believe like, yeah. Oh God. Well, it, but see, that's that's the craziest part about it is like, you know, judge uh, judge not, yes, lest you be judged. Mm-hmm. And like for the life of me, I, I hear I I will hear things said by people that are clearly judgmental about someone else, and it's like, yeah, but I know your history. <laughs> yeah. And so pot so, calling the kettle black. Yeah. Why come in? Why come in so strong against something or someone when? you've done this or that or, or whatever. It just, it, it is so perplexing to me how people can be so blind to their own false or, or fallacies or, or, or their own, their own lifestyles. Yeah. I mean, like I, 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 an example in my head right now, and, and, and I don't, I don't have anything against this individual, but I, I know the lifestyle she leads, but I know the lifestyle she says she leads. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is not, you know, but, but she goes, she judges everyone else for some of the things that they do, but just completely blind to the things that she does. Right. There's a lot of people like that. You know, even you and I at times can be guilty of it, but recognizing those kind of things is, yeah. And don't preach people who preach about it like don't don't talk build yourself up and then climb over somebody else for their failings like you're talking yeah. about it's like live and let live it's called compassion and understanding that people Empathy. are gonna fall <laughs> like it's fine but then you reserve your judgment because you're never walking in other people's shoes like that i i i absolutely recognize that there is there i i am completely imperfect mm-hmm. i am i am i am I am a mud person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's what it is, but at least I don't, I don't live <coughs> in a, in a style or a lifestyle that, that, you know, harms anyone else. Right. I don't, I don't go around trying to change anyone because I know, I know people are going to argue this, but people <laughs> don't change. It's, it, it's yeah. not a thing. People, people are incapable in, in of change without some sort of like, catalyst oh yeah uh, it has to be a very big push to get someone to change yeah. their mind and that's the only way it's going to happen is being open and honest and to see things for what they are and not attach something else to it like open up and accept things as they are and don't just put on blinders to it i think it's a big part of opening your mind yeah. and changing things because when you believe a certain, it's like, what's that whole thing? When you go, when you go, say you're trying to research something or you already know the conclusion you want to come up with. Oh yeah. You're not there to truly find something out. If you're wanting to come up with what you hope it's going to be. Right. You have to you're, you're just trying to prove your, you're just trying to prove your point, proving your point before yeah. taking whatever the, the real result is. Yeah. And that's not, that's not study. That's not science. That's not, no. that, that, you're, 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 that, that's vindictive. Yeah. So. I, I want to be comfortable. Let me find a result that makes me more comfortable. Well, yeah. Well, the yeah. reality is not comfortable. Truth is not comfortable. Those things are very uncomfortable, but when you accept them, you have a better worldview about things. You have a better understanding of how things are true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Completely, completely agree. It's, uh, it, it's, 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 it's just weird. I don't understand. I, I, I have a really hard time understanding exactly why it is that, that people can't just, you know, yeah. 
test your world view, folks. If you're scared to do that, then you already know it won't hold up. That is yeah. a fact. If you're afraid to test the way you think, the way you see the world, then it, you already know it's not going to hold up. Yep. Yep. Totally, totally agree. All right. Well, uh, in, in, in respect to not being uh, too judgmental about things, I want to tell you about the last article. So I read this in the Business Insider. Uh, apparently, there's a Fifty Shades of Gray swingers cruise. Uh, already, signed up, already signed up. No, already signed up. You already signed up. Does Gabrielle know you signed up? Uh, yeah, she has so, to come with me. Duh. <laughs> back in well, good news. Uh, they do take couples. Uh, back in April, a fifty gray, uh, fifty shades of gray swingers cruise floated from Miami to Jamaica. Now, this cruise was promoted as a sexually adventurous uh, adventures for couples interested in swinging. Uh, they have clothing optional pools. Guests could play in specifically styled rooms, including spank rooms. Uh, <laughs> All of this was set up through a travel agency called the Swinger Cruise. It's four thousand dollars a week. Uh, in the article, uh, yeah, four thousand a week. When you can take a cruise for like six hundred dollars a person for a week, like seven nights, that's six hundred dollars. That's gonna be the grossest cruise ever. I, I, it, it, careful, watch your judgment. No, uh, <laughs> I'm not judging people who swing. I'm talking about the cleanup. I feel bad for the people working the cruise who have to change yeah. sheets and shit yeah, like that's, that. That's true. Oh. That's true. Yeah. In that case, I, I, I think I think if I were a worker on a cruise, regardless of it being a swinger cruise, I, I think that I really need to learn need to know a second language so that I can speak under my breath in whatever <laughs> language and nobody understand. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm very pro swinger, sex positive. Go be go swing away. I'm talking for about them. cleaning jizz up what, and stuff. Like for good. for them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, in the article uh, under business uh, on Business Insider's webpage, uh, a couple interviewed using their only their first names, and and here's the least appetizing part about it: Jay, an eighty year old, and Clara, in her late seventies, have been on more than ten of these singers swingers cruises, and if you're keeping track of the money, that's more than eighty thousand dollars on these cruises. More than eighty thousand. Who uh, see? Mm, that was kind of my gross point too. It's going to be a bunch of old people. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 elderly couple says that it's their favorite thing and that they are full swap. That's a I'm sorry. That's quote full swap. Uh, yeah, yeah. The agency responsible for this says that uh, they 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 have cruises that that sail out of Miami. They go to Jamaica and Bermuda, and this is it's. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a apparently a big thing and the cruises <laughs> apparently are, are quite full that's awesome but like i don't know if the 80 year old couple's getting that much play <laughs> like well for swap yeah this is one of those articles that i wish we had carry on here for because carrie's too busy on that cruise right now <laughs> oh well with pig yeah, pig, no. pig norman summerton i I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to put that on. I don't want to put that on Carrie. I, I. But I know she likes cruises, or she likes to. She likes the idea of cruises because she's going on the gold. The golden showers cruise. Yeah, the golden. Oh, oh what a, the gold, golden girls. Golden girls. Yeah, the golden girls cruise. Which again, to me, feels like it would just be like a, a black memorial cruise. You, everybody's wearing mourning <laughs> yeah. the entire time, like because they're all gone. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god! But yeah, that was a that that I I just this this I don't know I I I'm I'm glad that that people have found something that they enjoy, but it, have, it has man. to be that four grand because of like the people who work on the cruise line are like if we have to clean yeah, this shit up, oh my god, every towel burn them. We have to put. I'll include a. We have to bring brand new towels. I'll include a link in the show notes on where people can find this in case you're one of our listeners that that, that would enjoy a swingers cruise. Um, but like, I I gotta say, it's not for me. Can all you right. put on your Trent hat and tell me what Trent thinks? I'll do that. All right, all right, all right. So Zach's transitioning into Trent. <laughs> I would do, I would do the I would I wouldn't do that. Yeah, would you? Uh, so speaking it, as Trent. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Zach as Trent, uh, if, if let's say, let's say that that worked out and, 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 I DJ and Nikki, it. You, all right, you know what, you know what, I'm okay. You can go on that cruise and you can DJ it or, or, or but nude DJ. Uh, <laughs> what, what is Nikki going to think about you DJing on a swingers cruise? She'll be there. Okay. All right. Well then 
there we go. So Trent's in favor of it. <laughs> and ultimately, I'm glad we had this conversation because if I if if I just didn't ask, then we wouldn't know. We would just have to. Oh, I put away the Ouija board. Trent's not here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, yeah, we so. we do have to ask Trent if he would really go on the swingers cruise. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to I'll make sure to include that in our uh, because you have to bring you have to be be a couple to go on the cruise because then you're not swinging you're just a horny alone person. You're absolutely right. It has to be two people. Right? You would you would have to go as a couple. So although I guess so many pineapples on doors on that cruise. Yeah, I got to be honest. I didn't I didn't know that's that was a thing. I didn't I didn't realize that pineapple is it upside down pineapple or is it yeah upside down pineapple upside down pineapple a magnet on the door of your cabin is an indicator. It could be anything like a thing on the door hanging or yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No. I I I at no point in all of the cruises that I've been on did I ever notice anything on people's doors. That was upside down. I was 17 the last time I went on a cruise. So <laughs> I would love to yeah. go on one. They're just expensive. Yeah. Well, like I said, you can, I mean, uh, it won't be much longer, but you can, you can take a, uh, a, uh, a carnival cruise out of Charleston right now. It's like $600 for, for per person for a week and food's all included. You got to buy alcohol, but you can, you can sneak the alcohol on. If, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just put it in your shower, your your uh, your shampoo bottle. You're good to go. I don't know if I'm quite ready to be away from my child for a week. I miss her when oh, it's like a day. Oh no, Dude, then it's it, not going to be too much fun. <laughs> well, I, no, they have activities for kids. I mean, if you wait a couple years and she's four, I mean, there there will be there's activities on cruises that the, the the kids can go and do that you can you can leave your kids with. That literally terrifies it sounds me. Unsafe. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Trust me. I have that anxiety too. Yeah. And my kids are eight. Yeah. So it's uh it's a big ask to uh to give up that uh I don't that know responsibility. if I can it's like when they're when they get to like when they're Eden's age two and a half, you're like, I don't trust other people with them. Yeah. And then when they get older, you're like, I don't trust them around other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what they're going to say. You don't know what they're going to do. do. Yeah. yeah gonna this go. is a representation. Yeah. When, when when your children are a representation of you and people know you and them are related. And then, you know, it's, it, it, you know, when you have a kid that beats up other kids at, on the playground, you yeah. know, the parents come to you and they're like, what, what's wrong with your kid? And I, I don't know. <laughs> we were on a cruise and uh tw- 20 minutes into being on the cruise lost my brother got lost we couldn't find him for like it's 10 minutes do. yeah i had a uh, he literally came up in the elevator too. with two cruise line workers and was bawling his eyes out i was like there he is <laughs> <laughs> my brother almost died in belize uh, while we were on a cruise got we were going down the river and t- on tubes and uh, he got stuck on a hook and it was pretty strong current like a stick or whatever and yeah. the water just rushed over his head and was just like where he couldn't breathe man yeah he almost drowned he was drowning and we got him out and he had like a migraine from it and all of that we were freaking out we're like jesus christ you can't take this kid anywhere that wasn't that atm river was it in the <laughs> uh i didn't see carrie out there no <laughs> no no where are no, they going atm atm <laughs> just riding the jeep <laughs> drinking along the way all right. Well, uh, this was. Uh, I- I'm glad that we were able to get together and at least record something for uh, for the people because uh, ultimately that's the only way that we stay relevant. Yeah. Is they have to hear from us. Yeah. If to. we could make it, if we could make it where you heard from us more often, we would do it. Uh, yeah. So go to Patreon or our new. Yeah. Go to our website. Click on the link. Yeah. Go to our website. So we can do there. this for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, we could definitely do like a membership drive where uh, where we uh, I, I could see us doing like a twenty four hour like live stream of a recording. Oh yeah, man, that'd be tough. Well, we'd have to we'd have to we'd have to take individual breaks, but we'd uh, have to have twenty four hours. A myriad of guests come along. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'd be I'd I'd be up for that one uh, one uh, Friday no <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, John, can you host for two hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we'd have to do is we'd have to find somebody to host it for us. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then give out a phone number or whatever that you know, people answer <laughs> the phone. 
All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate all the support. Links to uh, all of our past episodes, podcast platforms, and social media are available on our webpage, theallaboutnothing.com. You can support the show by following our social media and maybe go a little further and joining our growing list of members. Head over to theallaboutnothing.com to find a link to our membership page. And uh, while you're visiting our page, you can also join our Discord and join the conversation. Uh, Find the link on our webpage, theallaboutnothing.com. Thank you very much for listening. You all stay safe and have a week. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by me, Bear Gruber. Thanks to Cake for our intro music, Sick of You. You can follow everything Cake the Band at cakemusic.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer for our outro music. You can follow Muff on Instagram at Muff the Producer. Thanks to Trent Clark, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo. Join him weekly at the venue in Columbia, South Carolina for the Saturday All-Star Drag Brunch and Sundays at the Review Drag Brunch. You can also contact Trent for all your entertainment needs. Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram, TheRealDJLonzo. You can also phone him, 803-262-7982. Thanks to Zach King. You can follow him on Instagram, at KingZach07, and on Twitter, at CarolinaKing21. I am Barrett Gruber. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Barrett Gruber, or visit my link tree, slash Barrett Gruber. Want to support the show? Visit our page, theallaboutnothing.com, and become a member. There are several tiers available, including memberships that give you early access to episodes, as well as exclusive content. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. To find links to our social media, merchandise, and past episodes, as well as other details, visit theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you can call and leave us a message. Dial 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is more than you can handle, check out our partner podcasts. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Ami takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland. Available on all of your podcast platforms. As well, you should check out DJ Lonzo's Top 5. Available on all of the podcast listening platforms. Please subscribe and share the show. If you're on YouTube, please like and hit the notification bell. The All About Nothing podcast is a product of Bear Gruber Entertainment and Media. Thank you for listening. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business, restaurant, or sports team and you're ready to shake things up with that new, unique image, you need to use Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas specializes in brand identity, including logos and graphics for business cards, flyers, banners, and signs. Blank Canvas offers printing services to help with your clothing needs. Look, when it comes to talent and service, there is no one better. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email blankcanvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com.